The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. I mean, you have blindsided me. Can you cut out that silence? I want to sound more smart than I am. (laughs) Kia ora koutou. Welcome to The Real Pod. It was up until, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes ago. It was going to be... Jane, Alex and Duncan, but then Duncan remembered that he had a commitment on the outside. and <laughs> He sent a very concerning series of texts with no context. It was just like, so sorry, heartbroken. <laughs> it was just like, it's what just, are you talking about? It's just like watching reality TV, right? It's just uh, all the drama without any of the context. <laughs> uh, this is your reality TV recap and uh, pop culture in Aotearoa podcast and we are recapping... Married at First Sight Australia, the new season, season 10, 10 years, happy anniversary. What a decade. (laughs) Uh, And if you want to join in the conversation at any point about literally anything, go to our Facebook Facebook group, which is Real Pod Corner, or join the Discord or both, and the links to which are in the show notes. Um, Alex. Yes. Before we get started, I got two things. and I I feel like I'm about to blindside you here. I'm really scared. Go on. Oh, first, I'm Jane Yee and that's Alex Casey. Okay. Hello. Secondly, um, I haven't seen the second half of the final episode. Because <gasps> it's so much television. I'm sorry, I've got like children and a job and other television to watch and it's just, it's a You've lot. You've just got to organise your life, Jane. I'm back. I'm back on Love Island as well as Maths, mm. as well as Treasure Island. And I'm watching The Last of Us and I'm squeezing in a few movies. I do not have children. <laughs> I also lost my cat this week, so just give me a little pass on that. An absolute tragedy. Sad time. Our hearts go out to Patty on this day. Mm. Um, and the other thing I want to blindside you with is I think we should perhaps start by talking about why we recap this show. And I haven't picked okay. you for this, but I feel no. like let's just wing it because it just popped into my head. I know that there are a few cornies who are hard out, never going to watch it again because it is a famously quite – Toxic little show, um, Mm -hmm. and yet we still recap it. Why do we do that? Oh, it's a good question, Jane. I mean, look, I've given up trying to justify my uh, habits (laughs) across the board uh, a while ago. (laughs) 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 Um, I've been thinking about this. This is not a justification, but after this first week, I am once again bowled over by how this show manages to showcase the many facets of 
toxic masculinity in the modern era mm. in a way that nothing else can. And But I know that that's not a justification because you still have to put people in this situation to create this thing to be watched. But when you're talking about people like Harrison and then people like Jesse, like these kind of beta misogynist guys, I just find it like so genuinely chilling and captivating and fascinating. Mm. And I genuinely think useful um, where I get stuck is like whether it's kind of worth the sacrifice of people like Bronte and that lovely woman who got married to Jesse to be the kind of, you know, the examples yeah. uh, to to show that sort of behavior. That's what I'm not sure about. Um, I still haven't entirely decided. What about you, Jane? Well, yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel the same and I've long maintained that um, watching shows like this and even The Bachelor um, show us, yeah, there's very much an education happening there, like a what not to do. Um, and again, the sticking point is the people who are, um, I guess, the guinea pigs in the situation. My only remark to that would be people know. <laughs> people know what this show's about. They've seen what can happen, and it's a risk, I think, that they're prepared to take. Um, mm. I think you would be extremely naive to go on a show like this and just expect that everyone who is cast is going to be, like, the best human. I'm not saying, I'm not excusing any behaviour at all, but I do think people are there of their own volition and therefore mm-hmm. they want their story to be aired and we are watching it, you know? No yeah. one is, no one's forced to be there, um, but I don't know. It's tricky. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot of toxicity and there's a lot of problems with the show, but there's also, like... It's just fascinating and it's often lovely. And yeah. well, you don't get to in this life, you don't get to watch other people go on dates. You don't get to, you know, sit at a restaurant with somebody and stare at them while they have their first day or like watch people fall in love or any of that. And I and I think that we sometimes forget that like that's just another really crucial part of reality TV is just seeing how other people are. And against against the odds, we laugh a lot about um, Gonzo for his pure entertainment factor, <laughs> but those Gonzo and Melissa are still together. They have children. Perhaps he's learned something along the way out of all of this. You know what I mean? Like they he's, seem No, he's doubled down. He's doubled down <laughs> in the most literal way, aka having twins. <laughs> I, I forever remain hopeful that people kind of learn from this and if nothing else... They look at how they behaved on the television and people tell them what they think about their behaviour and they're forced to make some self-assessments based on that. I think the, totally. the, um, the I think you want to call them the judges. <laughs> I think the experts are, are doing a better job of calling out the things they should be calling out when they need to call them out in the last couple of seasons compared to, you know, back in the like the Heidi and Mike days. Mm. But this mm. is the show where I really first saw what gaslighting was. And I learned what gaslighting was from the show. And there's lots of things that I see between these relationships that I'm like, huh, that is exactly like what I experienced. And now I can understand some of the psychology behind it and learn a bit about myself. It's a huge sacrifice some people are making so that I can go on this journey of self-discovery. But here we are. <laughs> Ultimately, look, we're a couple of schmucks who love reality telly and this is a juggernaut, right? It's massive. It's massive. I mean, 10 years, 10 years in. And this year they're really emphasising 
the uh, the extent to which they trawled to get these contestants. They said they've done ten, tens of thousands of interviews. They absolutely did not do that. I don't think old mate John Aitken is sitting on Skype all day. <laughs> For like four that. years in the lead up to this. <laughs> I mean, truly, I am sure they had tens of thousands of applicants and mm. I'm sure that many, many thousands were popped in the um, in, in, in the bin, so to speak, yeah. like right from the, <laughs> right from the hop. Uh, but I, I don't doubt that they did, you know, trawled pretty hard to find the perfect characters for the show. And they've done bloody well. I will also say, before we get into the actual recapping, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it, but listen to this pod. Oh, yeah. Keep listening and tell your flatties. <laughs> tell them, tag them, you know, text them, all the things. Because um, that is also something that we can do for you. You know, if you feel weird about this show, if you don't want to watch it, let us be your eyes and ears. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ten years of Married at First Sight starts off with the traditional uh, hen's night and the buck's night. There was really nothing of note here apart from uh, the the apparent girl next door is actually freaking the sheets. I feel like this is the only storyline that came out of like a lot of Hens and Bucks Night coverage. Yeah. Have we got a tally going on the use of the phrase freaking the sheets? Because I reckon we're already in double digits. Yeah, definitely in double digits. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. I just can't wait to see her name's Melissa and I can't wait to see her marriage. Um, I know, that's, the f- that's next week. That's going to be next week. I will say it is always such a weird like, first day of school feeling, watching the hens and the bucks nights where you're like, I have no idea who you are. All these women look exactly the same, but I know that in like three weeks' time, I am going to know you so well. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to be such a big part of my life. It's it's like the first couple of weeks of Love Island too, where you're just like, suddenly everything clicks and all these people who were just like amorphous sort of filled faces <laughs> become full personalities. What a thrill. After this week, once again, as always, I'm like, I have so much hope. <laughs> I have so much hope for some of these couples. Even the couples that I'm like, this is looking very, very bad, I still somehow hope it's going to be okay. I don't. There's going to be some success stories. There always is. I mean, that's the other thing. Not that I'm like still thinking about our defense of the show, but like, I cried probably in every episode. Yeah. Those weddings get me good. You, you know, cry like watching television constantly. I don't know <laughs> if that's if that's a great sign of um, this is true. the quality of the I show. Do, I cry at that ad with the three legged dog. Oh, my mum loves that ad. You guys could talk about that. Yeah, we should have a cryopod. Um, cryopod. <laughs> Think so of good. that tripod. Um, what were we saying? I forget. Just emotions. Just emotions. That, that where there are success stories, there are, yeah. And there's some, sometimes I feel like the success stories have been accidental. There's a couple of mm. couples in this particular season so far that I'm like, it feels like they've really tried to find life partners for these people. And we'll start with Lyndall and Cam, who are adorable. I feel like oh. there's no way this can't work. They just, I mean, she's an accountant. He's a chippy. Start your own business. She does the books. He does the exactly. labour. Come together at the Perfect. end of the day and have a, just a nice time. She they, is, can share, they can share hair products, yes. as we've discussed already. He's got a luscious head of hair. He does, and that's what I've said. Love his hair. They could share shampoo. And then, of course, one of the bridesmaids said exactly the same thing. Um, so we were all thinking it. And she does she remind you of anyone? Because I am like, 
she is Muriel from Muriel's Wedding. She has oh, got see, the same smile. Interesting. I actually have not seen Muriel's Wedding. Okay. Would well, you believe it? But I wrote down, I think she looks a lot like Jenna Marbles, the YouTuber. I don't. I don't I'm 44. And that's the cultural clash is a real part. <laughs> <laughs> they are adorable. She has cystic fibrosis and that's what's prevented her from kind of committing to any long-term relationships because she had a uh, a short, shorter life expectancy than most. Um, but there has been a miracle drug that's uh, been approved in Australia and now she's looking to have decades and decades and decades added on to her life expectancy, which is freaking amazing. And that alone is like, I don't know, a real learning experience to, to sit, like to think of that people – you know, have to deal with these sorts of things in their lives. Well, totally. like, we're worried about a coffee going cold. And and, and how it you impacts, know? like, your approach to relationships and yeah. the future and stuff is so uh, interesting. And, yeah, totally something that you just don't really see discussed anywhere, you know, when it comes to, like, people talk about miracle drugs and stuff like that. You don't actually think about what that really means for yeah. someone's, like, dating life. Totally, you know? totally. It's all that kind of, like, I guess you you do think about, the impact on kind of their psychology and all of that kind of stuff and how hard it must be. But there's so many other factors of life that that then has a domino effect on. Totally. And and they could not have picked a better guy to match with her. Um, what a sweetie. He has so many funny jokes in his vows when he's like, i got to tell you, Got a 21-week-old yeah. boy. <laughs> He's a blue healer. <laughs> I just loved him so much. And then it became very clear that they were, like, very well matched. She, yeah. loved, she loved saying, I'm not here to fuck spiders. Yeah, great. Shout out to Jordan Major Absolutely. on Bachelor in Paradise. Trademark. Um, they have to last. They have to last. They basically fell in love the moment they saw each other. They both love a red tie curry. Come on. Um, she likes country music and has cowboy boots and they can just barely be there is an element of siblings or dating here I have to say um, but that's all right I'll just I'll, I'll I'll get over that he's just he chats with dad dad's a pre- I mean, it's just there's nothing to fault here um no even the way that he handled you know she told him about uh her living with cystic fibrosis yep. very early on uh after the wedding, I think, at the reception. And he took it so well. It, in fact, revealed that, you know, he had had an experience with someone very close to him who had cystic fibrosis. And, yeah, it just felt like they really are meant to be. Yeah, I've got a chance of these two working out. 10 out of 10. 20 out of 10. And they've been, and they've been shagging. They've been shagging. We know that already. Okay, so uh, what can you tell me about their, um, <laughs> about their honeymoon? Because I haven't really seen a lot of that. Um, I wrote, already they're smooching in the sea. Unfortunately, his hair looks quite bad when it's out. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. And I'm very sorry to this chippy. I love this chippy, but this is a thing with a man bun when you've got a big undercut. Yeah. When it comes down, it looks sort of straggly and a little bit like Riff Raff in Rocky Horror, (laughs) like inverted Riff Raff. But lovely guy. They did the honesty box challenge and there was like, what did they discuss? I think they, they discussed the cystic fibrosis again and he was just revealed, you know, I'm worried that you you won't be okay, you know, and that I'm getting into something where, you know, things could change. Mm. They're very emotionally open and mature and then they um, shagged, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of where we left it with Nothing them. Nothing like a big emotional dump to get you horny, you know. <laughs> 
They're both 27. Like how these people, these young folk in this episode, in these in this week, are like more mature than me <laughs> for certain. <laughs> Definitely an older cast this time. Um, and I think they have chosen more emotionally mature people. But I just, I freaked out when they were like, our first Gen Z couple. Oh, this wasn't them, was it? No, no it wasn't. Like but they are only like a year older than the than, than the other, than the Gen Z couple. So it's interesting yeah, how they I just mean. cast a certain lens on, you know, this is our Gen Z couple. And then this is our like just adorable, perfect, everything about them, mature for their age couple. But actually there's only a year between like, them. <laughs> the only interesting thing about, what is their names? Tani and Ollie is their age. <laughs> like, that's the only thing they've got going for them. <laughs> that's not true. Tani's teeth, but we'll talk about that. Is that Tani? No, that's, that's oh God, I can't, I'm not there yet. No, it is. It's early days. Tani. It's it is Tani. Days. It's Tani. We'll get there. Um, also worth noting that CAM works 900Ks out of Darwin in Indigenous communities making schools and hospitals. I'm sorry. And then he's got these amazing dimples. So perfect human, pretty much, apart from the hair out. And <laughs> what does that mean for her, like, is she, you know, if they work out at the end of this, he's definitely moving to town, right? Because he's, he's, he's got his new life. She needs to probably be close to access to, to you know, medical help and He's not going to be. He's not going to be out there doing that thing for for too much longer. I reckon. No, he's going to have a podcast in no time. Yeah, it's going to be great. Harrison and Bronte next up. Ooh, at the other end of the love spectrum. Yeah, she's an online beauty educator. What's that? Is that like Angela Stein? We've got a couple of online beauty educators uh, this season, and I think it all just means. YouTuber? <laughs> is she a beauty blogger? Online beauty educator is such a – if she is, I love it because it is such a great way of framing it. Yeah. I mean, I would like to be educated by her. She I always looks fantastic. I'm going to start calling myself a media analyst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, based purely here on, on the real pod, you know. Uh, Harrison is a builder. He has a three-year-old. Um, he's a, he, he's a, he thinks he's a great dad. He's a great catch. Why wouldn't anyone? He thinks he's him? fucking hot. Do you think he's hot? <laughs> no. As soon as I saw him, I was like, Mm-mm. Mm, not my type. But also, I just don't even think necessarily. And I feel safe saying this because he's been a bit of a jerk. He doesn't need my love. He's got so much for himself. You know. He just has this aura, which I think. You can see in the room immediately gets picked up when he arrives at the wedding mm. and the bridesmaids are just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. no. Yeah. And it's like, it's very hard to articulate, but some men just have that aura. <laughs> and I feel like we've definitely seen at least one person like this, even on our own version of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, his inspo for his suit was uh, Daniel Craig in Casino Royale. He put on 60 tonnes of cologne. <laughs> and then sneezed all the way home. Even though he knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when he puts on cologne. It's not, he doesn't sneeze when he puts on cologne. He sneezes because he's put on half a bottle. Like, it's so much. There was not any part of his body or Daniel Craig's suit that was not saturated. Maybe that's why everyone was recoiling. Yeah. It was just so overpowering. <laughs> um, one of the bridesmaids, I think it was her sister, was like, you're a lucky guy when he's standing at the altar. And he sort of turns around and says, well, she's doing all right too, or something like that, something to that effect. Oh. Like, Read the room, mate. 
it's so gross. Like how fragile are, the, are you that you have to like, you know, yeah. balance that out yeah. and correct that? It's just so sad. <laughs> There's a lot of sad men on this show. Um, it, it's never good when uh, when the bridesmaids just muttering, please be a nice person, please be a nice person, because everything that they're getting off of them is the opposite of that. The wedding mm-hmm. was nice enough. Lots of cuts to Jessica and Pink. Um and that's because Jessica's been warned about Harrison. He's pretending to be someone he's not, and she has the proof. It was such a good, so they did like a cold open of this episode, right, on that scene. Of yeah. Her kind of pulling the bride aside and revealing that um, we did not, yeah, a secret or something. We he didn't had a know secret. what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then we found out that he allegedly had a girl on the outside. Girl on the outside. Okay, this is, we can't. I can't tell you how happy I am that this term is back in our vernacular. Um, Girl on the outside, I feel like it might have existed prior to Gonzo, but it was really cemented as like a copyright situation by Gonzo a few seasons ago. Uh, He famously had a girl on the outside apparently who's buying gifts for her. His friends were caught on camera, you know, like revealing that that was true um, when they didn't think they were being filmed. It was just a whole thing. Uh, and, and much like I'm a freak in the sheets, girl on the outside got that term, got used a lot. Um, and we're already like, you know, the second wedding in of this season, we have a girl on the outside. It's an incredible maths archetype. It's so filled with mystery and intrigue. It's yeah. like girl on the train or something. <laughs> it's not just like he's been seeing a girl. It, it, it just it highlights this kind of like the inside of the experiment and the outs, the the real world, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and this girl was apparently messaging him as he was even packing for the experiment. Yeah, and he was sending her photos of his suitcase, being like ready for maths, lol, and it basically told her. He's going to go through the experiment and then be with her at the end of it. There were a few. Crazy. There were a few people on that chat on that uh, that WhatsApp chat because there were two laughy face um, reactions to the photo of him packing that this girl had sent through to Jessica. So I want to oh. I want to know about the group chat. Is this like Wayne Brown's grumpy old men? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the girl, grumpy old girls <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> um. She's a young girl and she's blonde. We know that. Uh, And there was apparently an imagine if I got you pregnant before I went on maths, what a scandal message that Harrison sent to her. Which, red flag or just like red giant tarpaulin, you know? (laughs) Did did this Jessica woman, who was very funny how it was like, I wonder if there was a conversation with production earlier that she's like, I've got some goss. How are you going to know? How should I signal to you that I've, like, got information? Should I wear, like, a hot pink dress? <laughs> <laughs> she Just was in the middle of all the muted colours. <laughs> well, later on we find out that um, that perhaps she was stirring. But there's a, she had some pretty hard evidence, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So she showed in her, like, interviews all these texts, but I don't know if she, Bronte actually saw them. She saw some of it because she was showing Bronte a bunch of stuff on her phone. She was showing her... Just like, almost like, oh, I can show you. I've got the proof. Right. Anyway, Jessica also tells Bronte that Harrison has a son, which was not her place to do at all. It's just one of those things. I think we see a really much better example of how this should be handled later on um, when I forget her name, but she's the very overprotective brothers who find out something about the new groom but leave it, 
you know, to her to find that out, for him to tell her. Anyway, yeah, getting off. You get the sense that um, in this season, they've really like prepped the secondary characters waiting in the wings to come in like insanely hot. (laughs) Totally, because we're not getting as much of that telling the family beforehand or that, you know, that other stuff that we used to get. And so now that time is being sucked up by the the bridesmaids and the, the groomsmen and the... Yeah, know, the featured extras. The featured extras. <laughs> <laughs> um, she confronted Harrison about it, and I didn't really write down how he reacted. Okay. He, he didn't cover it up very well. <laughs> well, first of all, he denied it, and then she was like, I mean, I've seen pictures. <laughs> and he was like, well, I was seeing a number of girls become before we came into this, but I'm not in a relationship with them. He used the term situationship, which is very much a um, a Gen Z thing, right? Um, but he's very much a millennial. Uh, and then he said something like they connected a week before the experiment and it was someone who he'd had a crush on for a long time. This is all sounding worse Mm. because it sounds to me like he liked her, nothing ever happened, and then suddenly just before he's going to the show. And so that's left it up in the air. Like he's probably still mad about her if it was just like a week ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he did say to her – I wish this was you I was going into the experiment with. And he tells Bronte this. Harrison, get out of there. I mean, is it too, can we just do a swap? Like, can they just bring in a new groom for her? It's just terrible. I would love that. It is terrible. And then he says that he's blind. she's blindsiding him. It's just, honestly, you couldn't write it. And then he tries to blame the girl on the outside. Then he's like, I think she likes me a lot, you know. Um, and so she's messaging me. It's like, you just said <laughs> that you'd liked her and she didn't like you. And that, like, it was just bonkers. Sister's pissed off. Sister is pissed. And they're running actual horror movie music <laughs> underneath the, ex- like, Bronte and talking to That's her. That's right. Sister. It was like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> they slept separately on their wedding night. And in the morning, he's like, I made it, cl- I made it clear to her that I've left all of that behind to come into this process. Yeah, he's like, um, that was the old me. That was like two days ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I reckon there's as many holes in his story as there are in his jeans, and that is a lot. Um, <laughs> head to the Sundays. Sister calls, and it just feels weird. There's something about this that feels off. She's done a complete so 180 because uh-huh. she was so anti him with all this news. She, she says, I found out that Jess was just stirring, that pink dress was stirring. Um she wasn't the centre of attention, therefore she thought she'd just make her mark. But I don't know. I think his reaction when Bronte confronted him is all we need to know, is all totally. we need to know about what kind of, you know, energy he's bringing into this show. So you can even take Pink Juice right out of the picture and it's still a disaster. But, yeah, but she had texts. Like, unless that was some elaborate, like, ruse and she did a Photoshop job. You know, even if she didn't have texts, the fact that he said, I was interested in someone else a week beforehand and told them I wish that I was coming into the experiment with them, like, that's bad enough for you to be running for the hills. But Bronte, bless her heart, really just wants, she wants to believe the best. And I guess you can, you know, you can put on some rose tinted glasses and be like, A, I don't want to be, I am a beauty blogger and I need to be here as long as possible. So I need to forgive mm-hmm. this guy if we're going to move on. Um, and secondly, maybe there's a chance He's that like she. People have put on their, put their online beauty education on hold <laughs> for me to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot at stake. And she 
may want to be in love with someone and just hope that it works out and that he can have some sort of redemption arc. We shall see. Chances of he did m- say he did say he was a new person on that second day, which I think was mostly symbolized by him wearing a hat. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it feels- new day, new me, new and d- then they had sex. Oh, yes. Yeah. So this is where I this is where I had to stop watching, not because I got the ick, but just because I ran out of time. Oh, Jane! But he got the oh, ick. You didn't missed he? this whole new chapter. It was so tense and horrible. Basically, they both seemed to get a little bit sloshed at a vineyard. Oh, no. And he was being, like, very flirty, being like, oh, you look so sexy. I I want to jump jump over the table. (laughs) And I was just so grossed out. Um, And then, clearly, something happened that night. They had had an intimate (laughs) exchange that did not go well. (laughs) And... Then the next day it was just like everything had changed. They had this really weird conversation in the morning and he was like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's just everything's changed. The chemistry's gone. And then they had to meet up again for a really tense dinner, at which point, of course, the waiter brings out the honesty box, (laughs) what everyone wants um, at this exact moment. And then he just unleashed like he's just like, I need more time to find you sexually attractive again. And then she was like alluding to all the stuff about what had happened in the bedroom, and it was just so icky. The thing um, I saw in the teaser was her saying, um, "I know his favorite sex position before I know his favorite color." Yeah, yeah. What and else? He like does this disgust? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, did, so you don't, as a viewer, you didn't find out much more than that. About no, what happened. no. She, no. I, I get the sense that it's just like he doesn't want to open up about anything. Um, she was like, you know, I'm looking, it's good that we got the physical done, but I'm looking for a mental and emotional connection. He's just like, I don't want to talk about this. Oh my Why God. do you keep wanting to talk about this? And like stormed out. Do you think she um, wanted to cuddle after sex? And obviously <laughs> that's just not on. <laughs> he hasn't decided what his favorite color is yet. Oh. <laughs> And yeah, and then he like said she was being really emotional and hysterical. Oh, hysterical. And good. just yeah. all the buzzwords and... Yeah, I just wrote Harrison is the worst man in the world, um, and that is the end of that. Look, before even seeing any of that stuff, which is horrifying, I had chance of these two making it, zero out of ten. Um, oh, God, that's really awful, but I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious to know what happened as well. Because there's got to be there's more to it than just bad chemistry. Yeah. You know, by the sounds of it, there's definitely more that happened in that bedroom than was just like, oh, that wasn't as good as I'd hoped, you know? Yeah, and he uh, he just keeps storming out. It's just awful. I feel so bad for Bronte. God, he's probably, for Bronte. he's probably messaging the girl on the outside. I just think he like doesn't know he's on a TV show either. Like I just feel oh. like he feels quite inconvenienced by the whole thing that he's opted to do. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and. What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sandy and Dan are up next. Uh, Yeah, I know. Dan is um, 42. He's a digital business owner. Something to do with digital marketing. I don't understand the internet at all. Um, He's got a daughter, Kelly. She's 16. He's uh, ready to find some, you know, she's growing up. She, he's ready to find someone who's not necessarily a mother to his daughter, but a partner to him. Lovely, mm-hmm. Sandy. He gave there. me he gave me Dion vibes. Yeah, like not super rich, but just like face wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Though you know he owns his own digital marketing company, and again, I know nothing about the internet. It sounds like money. I just um, need to know how big his wallet is in terms of feet. <laughs> yeah, it, we, these are the statistics we need. We want to do some data viz. Sandy's thirty six. She's a dental hygienist. Um, Real, I mean, I would love to be married to a dental hygienist. Mm. That shit's expensive, but really mm-hmm. important, you know. Um, and her friends say she's got big dick energy. And she is from, her parents are Punjabi Indian. She's from a very, very traditional background. And her parents are not on board at all. No, there was that very devastating scene where, I mean, they clearly don't want to be involved in the production at all where she went in to tell them and the cameras are waiting for her outside and she comes out and she's just devastated crying by the car and you see the shaky camera try and catch up and she's just like they don't want anything to do with me but she is like you know to her credit just hell-bent on making this thing happen and finding love for herself yeah and I think she's done it I think she might have too the the thing that really upset me was when she said my mum said that she doesn't want anything to do with me if I do this. And I'm, mm. I mean, I get that, you know, I don't understand, you know, I, I'm not raised in that culture, so um, I don't understand the traditions or how, you know, flexible they might people might be in certain ways. But I guess I was kind of expecting maybe a, we're not going to be there and we don't support you doing this. But it was kind of like she's going to cut me out of her life type thing, which mm. seems real intense. It could have been hidden so line stuff. We weren't privy to it, so we don't know. Um, Dan's friends at Oof. the wedding were Oof. super fucking racist. <laughs> like when they arrived and they're just looking around and there's some traditional Indian celebratory decor and they're just like, this isn't what I was expecting. And then it kind of just ramped up from there. So like, gross. They're like, it's got to be, Indian gotta be like Tile Indian. And, and then, then she comes she out will, and they're like, I told you. I oh, know. my God. So bad. Horrific. Then Dan doesn't know what he's in for, and I don't know if it's what he's signed up for. That crossed the line for me. It was just like immediately making it like a, oh, this isn't going to be something that's going to appeal to him. Instantly just, deciding. Awful. Gross. So gross. She looks terrified as she arrives. He reassures her. They start their vows. She cracks a joke and then Dan's friends are all like, oh, she's cool. You go, girl. (laughs) Like complete 180. But 
in the I most know. like how like how patronizing and condescending to think she was like I incapable know. of being funny like yeah yeah just really 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 gross so funny though he gets teary she offers him her veil to wipe his nose it's so good <laughs> They I love arrive, them. I love them too. They arrive at the reception to a dance and it's really lovely and it's going really, really well and he's saying all the right things. And I am watching on 1.5 speed and the dance floor is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you might know a bit more about licensing and stuff than me, but because it was like the traditional kind of Punjabi drums, it was an instrument in the room and not like a recorded yep. music track, we are able to get more... Action. You know, normally yeah. you don't get to see much dancing because they have to dance in silence, basically. Yeah. But it looked like this amazing big dance party. It was so cool. It was so cool and very funny on 1.5 speed. That's, it, <laughs> it, it turns out any dancing, that's not like, you know, choreographed dancing. Though that probably is funny too, but it's just, yeah, it, it, just like little ants dancing around. It's great. Um, they spend their first night together. There's a pillow wall, but they're off They're off to a good start. It's just a respectable pillow wall. She's not super experienced for her age due to her background. Um, and so, you know, they're just taking it slow and they're off to Singapore. What a honeymoon destination. Beautiful. Yeah, they're sending people all uphill, down, yeah, down they're like, this year. Sundays, they're going to Fiji, they're going to Singapore, they're going to Cairns, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else happened to that? Was there any more follow up on them towards the end of that last? No, episode? that was the last we saw of them. Was them just having a lovely time in Singapore and shopping, and that's Great. all. We get a new couple, Jesse and Claire. Jesse is um, a marriage celebrant, and I, I think he'd like me to say guitarist because there was so a, a much footage of him rocking a shredder, rocking out, and and then when he didn't have a guitar in hand, air guitaring. Uh, Claire is 31. She's a kindy assistant. They're both huge personalities. Um, we promised that Jesse might just be the most polarizing groom we've ever seen, which is honestly a huge call because <laughs> there have been some polarizing grooms. Um, yeah. And he's got a I list. Think he's polarizing. I think it's very clear that he's terrible. That's <laughs> not polarizing, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I think there's been some like upset in the Discord just quietly. I didn't go have a look because I'm too scared. Really? Yeah. I think it's based okay. around Jesse. Anyway. Okay. Well, he's brought the, with him a massive in, list of deal breakers. Like that's like but, his main personality trait is how many things he hates about women. Um, he is just a small <clears throat> sample. If they're addicted to their phone, if they are into motivational quotes, if they use the words honey or sweetie, if they're always talking or interrupting, if they um, open any sentence with, oh, my God, babe, uh, if, they, if they are star sign chicks, um, if they post gym photos, Butts, boobs, bikini shots, if they pout, if they start with how much they love dogs. So I'm off I'm off the menu for GC. Um, and then he talks, like he tries to get a bit emotional about what he's looking for and he talks about how he goes to these weddings that he um, officiates and then he gets in the car on the way home and feels a bit sad and lonely because he wants someone to talk at. <laughs> I said, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he wants someone to talk at about mm. his day. It's not like I want to share my life with someone or, you know, I want to bond. He's just like, I want to tell them what I did today. True. I didn't even pick up on that. That's a great point. He's like, but I do not want them to talk back. Don't want <laughs> to talk any back. circumstances. No talking at all and certainly not at volume. 
She's into cars. And it's crazy because given those li- that like insanely long list of icks that he's got, when Claire walked out and we got to know her, I was like, holy smokes, they have done it. They have somehow found this like extremely outgoing, interesting mm. woman who's covered in tattoos, which he yep. likes, who loves muscle cars, who also works as a kindergarten assistant, is extremely emotionally intelligent. Um, they both have jaw clicks. You know, he keeps talking about <laughs> how hot she is. And then I think maybe five minutes passes and he starts to get the ick again. He starts to get the ick because she asks when his birthday is and that leads into a, a small, pretty, like, innocuous conversation about star signs. It's like she didn't go bananas on it, um, but then she did whip out a crystal from her bra and um, he couldn't hide his horror um, at it all. You could see him also start to bristle. There was like a very funny edit where they cut to some small talk about favourite chips mm. and he said grain waves and she says, oh, that's like for a dip, which is like a controversial thing to say. But then he's like, yeah. no, a Jets, a Jets is for a dip. Like real annoyed yeah. <laughs> and like fact-checking her, pretty innocuous. But interesting point that she clearly like perceives grain waves as almost a cracker. And I think this um, is where this is where we prove as a um, as media analysts that we are completely non biased um, because as much as I abhor Jesse, he's right. A grain wave is a chip. A grain it's wave not a is cracker. totally a chip. But I think it's like interesting to think about it. Maybe being a straddler, like what's it yeah. made of? You know, like grains. that's not potato, is it? It's grains. What's grains? It's that's in the name. Corn, isn't it? <laughs> It certainly is. It certainly is. So <laughs> some would say the best kind of chip. Um, I, Yeah, I think it lives in the chips. Like I would expect to find grain waves in the chip part of the supermarket, not the crackers. Or but it could be like, in the bit that's What's a cracker? A cracker is like flour, isn't it? I want it's to say not, like it's an not about the in, It's not about the ingredients. <laughs> it's about like the end product, right? Like okay. it's a cracker to me is um, like a, a savoury, flaky kind of crunchy oh like a chip a bit I guess a cracker is an edible spoon it's something you would put something on top of you know like if you can put a little bit of cheese and a little slice of uh, cherry tomato on it it's a cracker if that's how you would like like to eat it you can eat it plain Mm. sure but it, it it serves itself best with some toppings a chip. A grain wave Great is on far its too corrugated. It's you far would too never. For anything. No, you could try. Shit. You could try. A food fantasy of mine has always been to build a tiny house with like a grain wave's roof. Yeah, like a, <laughs> you know? like a gingerbread house. Yeah, and then like perfectly fit all the corrugated bits together. And then There's maybe no you reason have, you can't do maybe this. Maybe you could have like um, crusket walls. This is an achievable dream. This is an achievable <laughs> dream. You've got like... Peanut butter as your, like, soldering bits, you know, yeah. as your, I don't know what the word is, as your grout. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all to say, look how much ripe territory there is for conversation from that one Green Waves comment, and yet he chooses to see it as a red flag. <laughs> Do you think Jesse would like us, given how much we've just managed to talk <laughs> and fill what should arguably just be some nice dead space with a lot of chat about grain waves, right through to grain wave roofing, like, the works. <laughs> I don't reckon he would, he would love his time with us. I don't think we have a chance with this rock star celebrant. I'm sorry to say. Has he thought about how he might give someone else the ick with his no. lots of things? <laughs> he thinks he's perfect. Yeah. It's just such a weird thing to define yourself by all the things you hate about other people. It's just so 
unpleasant at a very basic level. And look, we all have things that we like would prefer not to. You know what I mean? Like we all have things that there might be in someone that you're like, I'm not, I don't really believe in that stuff or I'm not really into that kind of thing. But to go so far as to say it will immediately give you the ick and to have that decided beforehand is just, he's just shooting himself in the foot because every person has some of these things somewhere mm. in them. Mm. And they're also like very gendered, the things that give him the ick. Of to course. To the point where it's like, have you considered that you might be a misogynist, good sir? Yes, yeah, yeah, bad <laughs> sir, I think we should uh, say. But I think also, you know, the ick for me is more of a feeling that comes, it's like more of a vibe, you know what I mean? Like it's not, it won't immediately be based on one attribute or, yeah, I don't know, because I am obviously a saint. Um, he arrives at the altar, cracks his neck, cracks some gags, you know, she arrives, um, she's ungodly hot and it seems like it's a great start. Um, can we talk about the celebrant just quickly here? Just because I feel it's relevant because... He's a celebrant. Oh, I didn't even notice the celebrant. The what celebrant the had a very thick Italian accent and all he said was, buongiorno, uh, and now they will share their vows. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> he must have been really rubbish for for them to include, like, not, like that's all he said. And... <laughs> I feel like there was a really good, really good opportunity to have a little celebrant v celebrant or a celebrant review kind of thing going on. Maybe Jesse like negotiated it in his contract that he wanted the celebrant to be as absent as possible so he could um, fill the space and continue to get more business. Which I'd be worried about his business after this show. Let me tell you that for free. Um, That's right. He probably still has a future in brutal slamming tech deck, tech deck metal, tech deck, tech deck, tech. I thought Tick Tick was that little skateboard. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just love, so it was like everything seemed to be going well and then it kind of crash cut to the next morning and it's like the couple have spent the morning apart after Jesse told his new wife to shush at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> the video in this is so good. like Incredible. It's so documentary um, and I really would love to see a, like an alternative edit that's got like the dude from Love Island doing the voiceovers or Brie oh. from, from Treasure Island, you know, and just kind of some of that witticism that comes mm-hmm. in um, to, to make it a pure comedy show. But, yeah, there's definitely some comedy in the fact it's trying to be really, really serious. But, yeah, that's not a great thing to do, is it, to someone? No. Tell them to shush and to no. u- use their inside voice, which would feel... Even more, I don't know, for some reason feel like even more offensive because that's probably something she says to her kids at kindy all the time. Mm-hmm. True. Oh so my it really gosh. is like hammering home this kind of like you're being, you know, I think you're childish or immature kind of thing to her. Yucky, yeah, yucky, yucky. True. They did have this moment where he like came out to talk to her on the pontoon and he made mm. some attempt at kind of opening up about his insecurities and mm. something like that and... It was funny in her, and he kept bringing up the star sign chicks thing, and then it was real funny in her private interview, and she's just like, he is being such a cancer. <laughs> it's so good. I think, and like, what a cool little barb for him to be watched back, because he'll be watching, the, like, that would be the biggest insult to him, was have her say that in her in-the-moment interview. Totally. Um, there's ways you can say things as well. Like, you might not be into star signs, but you can just say, oh, hey, 
you know, the reason why I was a bit weird last night, I'm just really not into that sort of thing, but it's your thing and I totally get it and I'm, you know, like, he's just like, he says, I don't, you know, what gives me the ick is star sign chicks. You know, so he's kind of like really labelling it. I don't mm. know, so uncomfortable. He just dropped the, the word star and sign and I think we've got our problem. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Tani and Ollie, we can probably race through the next couple actually pretty quick because... Um, yeah, well, can we well, just say before we leave, before we leave, Jessie and Claire, I respect her for immediately walking out after the honesty box conversation they had. Oh, because I, I didn't see this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they had an honesty box thing. Again, the honesty box comes out at the worst possible moment and he reveals, oh, one of the questions was, what's the most annoying thing about me? And oh he God. said, you know, just all your like random comments about everything. And then did this like long sort of monologue imitating her being like, wow, look at the sky. Wow, look at the sun. And you could just see her turning. And she was just like, no, you're not my person. And got up, packed her bags and just walked out. And I was oh, like, is that it? That is she gone? Rocks. Well, it appears that she is gone. We don't I'd know be, what happens next, but it really looks like she's just leaving the experiment. And he's just sitting there like. The wizard of loneliness that he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like he'll. I feel like they'll be back. I feel like they'll be back. Uh, Tani and Ollie, youngest contestants ever um, by one year, and uh, they want to get out of the Gen Z dating scene. Just a lovely couple, delightful. Yeah. Everyone's on board. They do um, seem more their age than perhaps Cam and Linda, who are very mature, um, mm-hmm. and. I don't, there's really nothing to say except for this amazing edit when they got to Fiji uh, of the, the getting into the hammock and the paddleboarding and the tennis. And I'm like, they are, they're the real pod right there. They're, they're real podding everything they touch. True. Um, and they had sex and she says that she's chuffed about it. And so I feel like that's very real pod too, you know? Yeah. Good to um, be chuffed. Good to be chuffed. Uh I had this thought when they went off to Fiji, I was like, what about a maths Treasure Island crossover? So you basically, you marry someone and then you go straight into a Treasure Island style game with them. Oh, great Can you imagine? Idea. Can you imagine? Or like, or, or you get married and then they have um, like brides and grooms <laughs> teams. <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't, that wouldn't do great for bonding and getting to know each other if you're staying at separate camps. Trevor, um, maybe you come together at night. No, no, okay, okay. We'll work on it. It's going to be great, Jane. It's going to be so good, though. This is copyright. Yeah, oh, it definitely is. Okay, Janelle and Adam, um, she's a content creator. He's an entrepreneur, did competition website, podcast. He has an online competition, website competition. And he's thinking um, of doing a podcast, which, as we all know, is a very good job, It's Jane. a very good job and very, very lucrative. Uh, he's recently returned from the UK, but don't worry, because his mates over there are still running the website you can work websites from anywhere. Isn't that the whole thing about the internet? Anyway, he cheated in his past relationship eight or nine years ago. Um, he mentions this Rocky past in his vows and the brothers are freaking. She's freaking because she doesn't know what his job is. And in Asian culture, you know, having a solid, stable career is very important. Um, the brothers bail him up. They talk to her and tell her to talk to him. So this is what we're saying about a respectable way of finding out something about someone but letting that person reveal their secret or skelly in the closet to mm-hmm. to the, the bride or groom, whoever, um, at the appropriate time. So I'm, I'm all about the brothers, plus they look really fucking cool. 
Like how they cool did look cool. Brothers? I love how one of them like got his hair bleached, especially for the wedding, because we saw we met him earlier and he did not have that hair. Yeah. They were ready to jump into character. Yes, they were. I will say, quite funny of um, Janelle to be so caught up in his precarious career when she is a beauty influencer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like though, from what she said, she maybe makes some pretty good coin. Broke up with her ex fiance, and then um, her numbers tripled. <laughs> You know, and I think that's just a lesson to us all. <laughs> just don't. Know. It's not. It's not necessarily the most long-standing career. I mean, we don't know yet. We don't, we know. don't know. Well, the future is not. It's not set in Too stone. Too early Casey. to tell. But um, I want to win a prize from his website. <laughs> me <laughs> that's too. And I'll say. And I'm also very offended that she doesn't think that podcasting is any sort of respectable career option. Excuse me. <laughs> We've been out here modelling stable podcast careers for eight years now. <laughs> she does say that she's not going to judge him for something he did 10 years ago in regards to the cheating. I think that's probably fair enough at this point. That's quite a long time he's been open about it. Um, let's just see how it plays out. Um, but she's really fixated on this career thing. I think the thing that frustrates me about these two is that I think they could just say a couple of things to kind of smooth things out. And they get there eventually, but it takes a really, really long time. I think if she just explained, in my culture, this is an important thing. And also, my last boyfriend, who I was with for a long time, he wasn't stable. And so that makes this a sensitive area for me. And then he could say, here's a little bit more about what my job actually is. And it's not even necessarily about income. It's a you know level of income. It's just about the fact that there's, you know that that there's a stability there, and that it's that maybe will translate to one t- you know one day we might be able to get a house together. We might be able to have a family. You're not going to be rocking off here, there, and everywhere. And maybe it's tied into kind of commitment for her as well. Mm. So mm. I think they just both could have shared a little bit more, but made themselves a little bit more vulnerable. And I think when she was talking about. I just want to make sure that you're like got a place to like you're not out on the streets, <laughs> you know, kind of sending that vibe to her, like vibe to him that that she was kind of doing that to try and kind of like keep it cheeky and fun and oh, I just want to know what you do. Instead, she should have just been honest. I will say though, the way he retaliated to that, being like, "Well, it's not like I'm sleeping from bus stop to bus stop." <laughs> really vibe like someone who was sleeping in a bus stop. <laughs> no, it's vibes like someone who's sleeping couch to couch. <laughs> you know. And they're like, well, it's not bust up to bust up, at least, yeah. yet. <laughs> there's nothing much. Those guys resolve things. And there's Caitlin and Shannon. Um, she's a makeup artist and gamer, apparently. He's super Australian and a dad. Oh, no, she's the one who's got the amazing teeth. I love her teeth. She's got lovely big teeth. And I just did something about I'm so over everyone trying to have, like, they're, they're very straight and perfect and mm. white, but I'm really over everyone trying to have like these cookie cutter teeth. I'm all, all about your little snaggle teeth and big teeth and all of that. So, so I'm obsessed with her. Oh no, she's not the one with the teeth. No, Tani's the teeth. This is what happens Man, in the first week. The Sorry. extent to which you have teased these teeth. Oh god. <laughs> no, Caitlin's the teeth. Oh my god. Oh my god. My notes have run into each other. It's because I didn't bold um, Duncan and Alyssa. Alyssa's the Mormon. He's the like the the conventionally hot biker dude. And Dunk the hunk. Dunk the hunk. Um, I want to know what happens when the extensions come off after something like this. Like, because she's got quite short hair and she put in a massive ponytail at the wedding, right? Woman's oh, right to choose. True. That's totally yes. fine. But yes. how would I feel if I married someone at first sight, a man who had a man bun extension put in, and I thought he had long hair, and then he whipped it out on the, um, uh, you know, we hit the honeymoon. 
What is that? Whipping it out. What is that? Whipping it out on the honeymoon, Jane. This is true. What do you think? There should be some sort of uh, disclaimer. No, I'm like... just curious to know. Like, if he imagine if he was like, oh, she's got amazing, beautiful hair, lush, luscious locks, and then that's the one thing I love about <laughs> luscious, luscious long hair. <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of the things he can that... deal with it. He's emotionally mature. Oh, he's, he's fine. Alessandra says he's the, probably the most eligible bachelor they've ever had in mass history. Wow. When you saw that shot of him running down the beach with like his wetsuit halfway down, I was just like, this is crazy. This man could have, should have been like a bachelor. They sh- maybe should have been like earlier on in the episodes. I thought, like, yeah, right. Pretty amazing story that she was raised as a Mormon, and her yeah. mom also seems to be Abby Lee Miller from Dance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to know about the mom because I'm like, is she still Mormon? Is the mom still Mormon? Like, what does she think? Like, I want to know. Like, when when the dad came out when Alyssa was 16, did that like? You know, obviously that had an effect on the marriage and what happened to the mom and her relationship with their faith. It's only because mm. I'm obsessed with bloody sister wives. Anyway, okay. True. Uh, we'll this wrap your it up. Wheelhouse. We've still got like five more weddings to get through next week, whatever. So exciting. And it's just like you have to do the kind of the wedding mahi to get to the dinner party treats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we know they're just around the corner and I'm so excited. All right, Alex, go do your thing. Thank you so much, uh, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Samuel, for recording and editing. And thanks, Corns. We love you. Thanks, members. Goodbye. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.